Hi there. I'm Joe Dudek, president and founder of Keyhole Marketing. And I'm Shannon Jarek. I work for Keyhole as the assistant brand manager. And this is Metaphorically Speaking, a podcast that explores the mysterious side of marketing. to Metaphorically Speaking, where we are continuing our Cause and COVID mini-series. We are chatting with Pete, who is an executive pastor at the Discovery Church in Colorado Springs for this episode. I feel like podcasts, this is the this is the bad side of a podcast when you can't see somebody's face the whole time because Pete's got <laughs> such an amazing beard. And <laughs> You have beard envy? <laughs> I do, I do, and I can grow mine out pretty long. But there, there's just something impressive. He's got a nice flow to his. It's got, it's wavy. It's just thick. It's, it just feels in all the right places. It's wow. pretty amazing. Pete, so are... this is when I wish you could see his face during the podcast. Yeah, yeah. go look him up, right? <laughs> for Pete, sure. we're grateful for your conversation and also <laughs> Joe for your beard. <laughs> <laughs> for your beard. Thank you for that inspiration you've provided. For him. sure. <laughs> Well, if you're a churchgoer or not, likely you know that um, church was a big thing that kind of was affected by COVID. Obviously, most churches had to shut their doors due to the virus, and Discovery Church was um, no different in that regard. So this conversation with Pete was just really telling to kind of get behind the scenes of what happened at a church in the time of COVID, you know, how they had to transition very quickly when people couldn't come into the church. And that's a huge part of what they do. Yeah, for sure. And church is a big thing around here in Colorado Springs. I mean, even if you don't go, there just seems to be one on every corner around here. So <laughs> you, you you know somebody who does or you drive past 10 everywhere you, you leave the house. But I think what always has stood out to me about Discovery Church is just how different they do it and how intentionally different they do it. They, I mean, they, they really try to seek out, um, just connect with people who have either been hurt by the church in the past or have maybe not like darkened the door of a, of a church in a long time. So I think they do a good job of, as they d- describe, rescuing people um, who are just sort of hung up or hurt by the church. And I love what he said in this in this podcast about, you know, what's also great that they do is they're really connected to the community mm-hmm. and they don't just say that a lot. I think a lot of churches try to do that. Hey, let's get involved in the community. But they're really active working with churches. I'm sorry, working with schools and businesses. And he mentioned in here that once they kind of got up and running with their technology and were able to do more, sort of kind of figured out what that online streaming experience is going to look like mm-hmm. and, and some enhancements they should make. They started hosting these at small businesses as a way to, you know, kind of remind us as a community to go out and support the the small guy, the small operation who is dependent on on people showing up. And so not only did they um, host their church service in their location, but they spent a little bit of time talking to the business owner, hearing more about their story. I thought that was just such a creative spirit and, again, kind of put – put themselves in action as far as their, their support of the local community. Absolutely. So often there seems to be this like division between those two, right? The church and the mm-hmm. business world or something. So, yeah. yeah. So we're grateful to Pete for sharing his story and just the experience that Discovery Church is having. And we hope you guys enjoy the conversation. Pete, thanks so much for joining me today. Really appreciate your time. Uh, I've been kind of been doing all of these interviews just to kind of get a sense of you know, how long, 
like get a sense about who your business is and that sort of thing. So you being a church, kind of talk a little bit of how long you've been around. Why do you exist? Seems like an obvious question, but love to know why you, why Discovery Church exists. Yeah, I think um, you know we've we've been around for for quite a while. I think you know our senior pastor Greg spent celebrated what was it two years ago was kind of his ten year. So we're kind of in that uh, like twelfth to thirteenth year. Um, with with Greg here as our our lead pastor, the church was started about uh, three years previous to that, and so you know we've we've been around uh, for a while. Um, it's been mostly mostly Greg um, over the long haul, the last decade, and as a lead pastor, um, really it started with you know yeah. I mean the first question that everybody has is that does Colorado Springs need yet another ch- another <laughs> church? Right. And I think, you know, the answer was, I think, you know, if if we're going to we want to be a place where rescue is kind of the the cornerstone of everything that we did. People's story um, could be safe. And so we really kind of exist in that in that space of, you know, your story is safe here no matter how that reads. And um, we just are kind of chasing a lot of people who. Um, probably don't know, um, probably maybe not, haven't opened a Bible, haven't, you know, don't know much about Jesus, if anything, or, you know, they've gone through, you know, some some church hurt or church wounding in the past and kind of walked away from church altogether for quite a while. And so we, we really kind of exist in that space of kind of starting with rescue, like how can we help you look at your story, look at that wounding, and, you know, at, at least apply some basic like almost like a combat medic um we're going to stop the help you stop the bleeding we're going to help you kind of start to return you know to health and then a lot of the people who continue to stay here are people who have experienced that rescue in their life and then feel compelled and led by god um to to rescue others and i think that's that's where we get our retention uh, from so in a nutshell, I mean, I think, you know, when we went through the rebrand um, about a year and a half ago, um, you know, we put like a red, the red cross kind of in everything that we did just because of rescue being kind of front and center yeah. on, on everything we do. Yeah. Well, that's certainly a unique segment of the crowd, right? I mean, you, I guess you could easily say you're you're going after everybody, but to know those people who have been harmed or, you know, or as you said, just... Um, it's been a long time since they ever stepped foot through the door of a church. That's definitely uh, a, a unique segment, and glad you guys are, are finding a way to reach them. Yeah. What happened during COVID uh, to you guys? Uh, you know, how, how was your church immediately impacted by that? I, I you can make assumptions of the doors <laughs> were closed right away and those types of things, but you know, how did that play out? Or what was the timeline and and um, kind of where are you at today? I guess a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I remember, you know, when we first were hearing like Governor Polis was going to potentially put a stay-at-home order in, and we had gotten some news just, you know, briefly ahead of that, maybe two or three days before the announcement was going to go out, and it was it was an extremely challenging moment, I, I'm sure, for everyone, but from our perspective, I think one of the things that we realized is that our online crowd was really a live stream. I mean, it was like, hey we're going to turn on a camera and a microphone and, and you're just going to get what we're, what we're doing, you know? And, and we didn't, we had not designed the online experience 
um, to the degree um, where we sat there and we were we were really making sound optimal, making sure that our angles with our cameras were optimal for online viewing. And so, so for us, I mean, from that standpoint, I think we had to go in and say, what is El Paso County Public Health going to allow us, you know, what kind of crew are they going to allow us to have? And so it was a very limited crew that could just basically, if we could pull off an online, who was needed in that group. And so that was the number. And then I think what we learned too is a, an auditorium is great to be set up for a live audience, but if we're going to be completely online, um, then we've probably got to find you know some some other options. And so for us, it was retooling our entire production team, our worship team, um, and then making sure they're in a safe environment. And everything was so brand new. I'm like now we talk about masks and washing your hands and right. and everything and distancing, but I mean way back then. None of those things were, you know, it was just like everybody was in the wild, wild west. And so <laughs> trying to do your best to say, like, let, you know, let's be safe. But there even was there wasn't even a, you know, with the stay at home order, there wasn't a mask requirement. There wasn't really anything. And so right. it was um, do our best to make sure we were environments that had as few few of people as possible. But, yeah, it was a it was a big initial challenge to make the switch. Um, we love it because I think it really helped us understand um, how to how to treat that like our second campus. Like the online experience is something that we've poured into and really try to get excellent at and from all angles. So we spent a lot of time through COVID trying to perfect that. So mm-hmm. how do you what do you offer today? Is it sort of a split uh, some some uh, in person and some online or how does that work? Yeah. So finally, you know, we um, we got um, a variance that was given to given to um, a bunch of churches in Colorado Springs, us included, submitted something to El Paso County Public Health. And then, the you know, the the city, you know, basically had to go and vote on it. And so you had them vote on it. And then as they um, pushed it up the, the chain, then it would get approved. And so that kind of gave us numbers that we could hit. And so, yeah, we're doing um, in person and um, but very limited. You know, you have to do online registration. So we're using Brush Fire for online registration, which they've kind of been so nice to pivot because they were a big concert, um, right. you know, entity for ticketing. Um, but they've kind of, you know, worked with us hand in hand a lot of times sitting on the phone with developers trying to ask, you know, how do we give you an outline of our auditorium and seating and yeah. And so, so, but yeah, the online um, is still there. Ninety percent of our people are still watching and viewing online on the on the on the live stream. So that's still true. Um, a lot of people are hesitant to to come back um, yeah. under under that. And then, of course, you know, you kind of hit that summer month anyway, where things dip and people are doing more things outside. So, right, there's a lot of a lot of that. But yeah, the in the in group is kind of interesting because I'd say. 60% of the people who started coming in person are new to DCC and they they found us online during COVID, during the shutdown when all we could do is online. Wow, yeah. And and then we had done some television broadcasts um, there too and so they learned about us and then when we opened up and could have in person then we, we got them. So yeah, so it's a blend and it may, it just doubles the work really. I mean like, you know, substantially... Yeah. Um, because you are you're just doing both and and 
video rendering and stuff like that really had to get beefed up because the the turnaround to get a service and so we we've actually instituted a delay a week delay so if you're watching live stream you're watching the previous week and what we did is we put the sermons up on demand so after the 11 o'clock service on sunday we will put um everything on demand um, quickly so that if you want just to, you know, keep, if you were there that Sunday and wanted to watch the sermon, um, you could watch it right away. So as quickly as we can turn it around. But if you're going to tune in, we just try, try to tell everyone, hey, you're going to kind of be a week a week behind. But that just allows us to make it excellent and make sure it's rendered correctly and get everything done. So, yeah. Do you, do you anticipate, obviously, the the end is so unknown with with this whole pandemic do you anticipate these being kind of some longer term shifts in how you serve people or if everything were to return to some sort of normalcy tomorrow would you sort of go back to the previous model yeah we we kind of created a a, a phrase in the uh, across the executive team and that is we're never going to go back um <laughs> it, it's it's kind of like it forced us to up our game in a lot of areas it also forced us i think to kind of look at how do we establish touch points and connection when we don't have a weekend service to connect with everyone on? So how does that happen? And uh, what are people willing to do? So yeah, none, like if they were to turn around and, and remove all restrictions, um, we'd still kind of pursue, you know, we'd pursue excellence on the weekend here in person, but we would still create a high level of online because I think we're gonna. We're probably gonna see an uptick in the number of people who continue to stay online, even if restrictions were removed. Right. Right. What you talked about the the rescue mission. Have you seen what kind of? I don't know. Have you seen a change in what people are needing to be rescued from since the pandemic? You know, maybe what they were coming to you before and like what they what they need help from now. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really um, it's a, it's a an uptick and and significantly different. I mean, so for our care team um, that's run by Brooke Archuleta as our our head of our care team, I mean, we just had an all-staff, a little kind of local, you know, drawn down because of COVID retreat. So we just did it locally and did it in the building, but we kind of had a staff retreat. But I know sitting down and really getting some some personal time with Brooke, um, she's just bombarded with, you know, um, counseling sessions and and talking with people and meeting with people for coffee and just getting because people are really kind of in that that mode of um, I need a connection point I feel depressed especially people who typically struggled with depression PTSD um, different things like that where this is now kind of elevating that anxiety level um, has really upticked our care our, our need for care so her care team is extremely busy in trying to provide that type of that type of care so that's been a huge uptick where we probably had you know a significant amount more than maybe some other churches but now i mean you could see that you know she's at least just personally 35 hours a week just in one-on-ones um which which is a huge uptick for her and then she has a team of 60 people and they're all meeting you know with people so we definitely saw a need for care um, to be addressed. And I think then financially and benevolence has been another thing that has certainly been an impact here. I think people, um, 
existed for a while and, and kind of under that stay-at-home order for a little bit. But pretty soon when people got furloughed or yeah. um, they were getting their hours greatly reduced and things like that, there was certainly um, a high need for us to come come alongside some families and make sure that they're their you know their their needs are getting met and then also to partner with all of our partners in town to kind of address that as a, for the city too yeah yeah for sure has brooke and her team had to make some adjustments too and how they connect with people to do both both in person and digital uh, yeah yeah it's it's really especially in the in the beginning because it was just you know zoom calls are so hard to to offer care through but you know, it's at least a, a view into, you know, that they, they feel like they have somebody that they can see and look at and uh, know that they care are cared for and cared about and seen. So um, Zoom calls and stuff like that became like a really big um, aspect of, of care. And even now, you know, there's still, you know, a lot of reluctance for people um, to even, you know, maybe go out for coffee or show up at the building and meet. So. So there's certainly um, a lot of that still going on. Yeah, I think that'll be, that seems to be the biggest unknown as far as on a personal level, because, you know, unlike physical traits, physical characteristics, testing that could be done from a physical standpoint of like, how did you have it? And what kind of a, you know, symptoms have you had? Just that mental and spiritual uh, realm from this whole pandemic is just hard, so hard to track. And the, and the long-term effects of that, you know, that'll be so interesting to, to pay attention to on the long run. Um, just last question. What are some of the biggest, I don't know, lessons you've, you've experienced as a team, good and bad, you know, some, some of the challenges you've had, but also some of the, some of the maybe biggest surprises you've, you've learned along the way. Yeah, I think, I think for one, um, we, we really learned that, you know, for, for us, um, God doesn't get diminished um, just because our ability to, to gather together is limited. And so I think that was one where I think when you are used to being here in the weekends and trying to pull off something with excellence and do so many things in kids programs and stuff like that, I think the, the real big thing was trying to say, Hey, this is, you know, and this could go on for, you know, a number of unknown months or even a, a year. And so we've got to, um, look at how God's going to work in a different way, right? And through different mm-hmm. means. And the, that doesn't mean um, less. It actually can be right. bigger and better. So for us, I think the biggest lesson was really trusting and leaning into that. That, hey, you know, rather than feel depressed and frustrated and everything, it was like, hey, this gives us a great new opportunity to connect with people in a different way than we ever have. So I think that was a big one. I think um, being able to approach people on a how do you make digital and online and virtual as personable and one-on-one as you can so how do we close the distance between people and then I think um, the other thing was how do we invest in our community our businesses are getting hit so like in the beginning of COVID and throughout we've made it a point to film um, a lot of our, our services and our worship at local businesses because they were at the time they were closed down or very limited and so we could go in and we could film at the wild goose and we could film at brother lux restaurants and we could film at building three coffee and stuff like that and um and it 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 provided a great opportunity for us to show that hey that you're seen and we care about you 
and and give them a voice and we use them in our introductions and we talk, let them talk about kind of what they're going through um, but it gave us a good opportunity to really connect with our community and our small business owners who yeah. are being greatly impacted so that was a big deal i think the biggest you know takeaway from it um though has been um how important community is yeah. that i think i think we all felt it even though we could get together as a staff um being being an exempt group we could you know have at least some closeness um it still wasn't the same and so i think just the importance of really doing as much as we can to to um continue to learn how do we build community in different different ways i think it's a time for us to reinvent a lot of things for sure for sure well i just love what you guys are doing for the community your creativity just to, your desire to uh, connect with people in unique ways and people who've been turned off by the church in a long, uh, a long time ago. And just thanks for what you guys are doing and finding new ways to, to get connected with people. Look forward to seeing where you guys go from here. You've been listening to the cause and COVID mini series on the metaphorically speaking podcast at keyhole marketing. We tell big stories for small businesses. If you're in the Colorado Springs area and struggling to tell your story in this season, we'd love to come alongside you and help you with your content, branding, SEO, social media, or photography needs. Send us an email at hi at keyholemarketing.us if we can help.